Hey guys, welcome back to the Mess Legends cast. I'm Rob Pearsall, starring as mid 2000s New York Met. Uh, I don't know. I'll come back. I'll think of one. I'll think okay. of one. In the meantime, <laughs> this is uh, this is my co-host Michael Jennings, starring as none other than outfielder Jason Pridey. Oh yes, <laughs> and of course. I am Chris the Animal Carter. Oh, is yeah. who I am today. So, Love that. There we go. It all worked out. It all worked out. We ended up being from the same era of Mets nightmare fuel era <laughs> team, teams. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Chris the Animal Carter had like that really good game against the Baltimore Orioles. And that's like all that, that was like his whole Mets career pretty much like everything else was bad, but I remember he had that one, like maybe it wasn't even a good game. Maybe he hit like a home run against the Orioles or something like that. But <laughs> it like, that's like the only thing I remember about him is his time. And that he was traded for Billy Wagner. Yeah. Which is, that's pretty I much mean, it. I would take that any day of the week. Yeah. Hall of Famer, Billy Wagner book it. He needs to be yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah. I hope he gets in this year. Yeah, me too. I just I took a what... look at Jason Pridey's uh, baseball reference page, though, and guess how many games he played not as a Met. Did he play all of his career games as a Met? Almost. <laughs> so he, Where did he... He, he stuck around in the league. He played 101 games for the Mets in 2011. Yep. And then every other year, the number of games he played goes 10, 1, 9, 4, 2, and 6. <laughs> he, but No, but he lasted that many years after he played for the Mets. Like, he still was, like, like getting cups of coffee in the league. So, he – yeah. So, he played – he played for – he came up in 08 for the Twins, uh, played in 08 and 09, and did not play in 2010, in the majors at least. And – and then the Mets picked him up in 2011, and he played 100 games. Did he play for the Angels? No. He played for the Twins, Philly, Baltimore, Colorado, and Oakland. Wow. I remember none of that. Yeah. I remember I – mean, I literally – How could you? How, like, <laughs> he, he didn't even – like, he was in the league for, quote, unquote, seven years, and he didn't even crack 30 games. 40 games outside of being a Met. He really just got like cups of coffee here and there. And that was it. Yeah. Well, I don't remember him being a Philly at all, really though. I mean, I know that it's like, it's like he only had a few games with them, but I would, I feel like like they're in division. So I would have remembered, I think like a little bit, I really don't. Him like going there. Yeah. Yeah. But that was also like, what year did he play for the Phillies? Like 2014 or something. So that was like the next year. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Jason Pride, he was one of those guys where like, he I feel like horrible he, though. What what did he uh he like he he had some power. That's like what I remember about him. He like he could like he could pop a home run here and there. I mean he hit yeah, he hit eleven doubles in a hundred games, um four home runs, drove in twenty runs, stole seven bases. Like it's not like this guy wasn't doing anything. Um so I guess he really didn't have much power if he only had four home runs in a hundred games. I for yeah. whatever reason thought that he had power. Well, but I mean I feel like, I mean, he also had 11 doubles and three triples. 
So like mm. he had a little bit of speed and a little bit of pop, I guess. Um, in the same sense that like Kirk Newman Heist had some pop, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he didn't hit a lot of home runs, but he could hit four in a game, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, weird career for you, Jason Pridey. Hope you're doing well. I remember having his like rookie card back in like 2004. And then like he was a Met in 2011. I was like, this guy's still around. Like I remember <laughs> having his card when I was like nine years old. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he must have been. Let's see where he was drafted. He was. I know he was drafted the second by the round Tampa, by the Devil Rays. Yeah, because okay. I remember that's that's the card I had of him was was as a Devil Ray. Well, that's crazy he, though. If you if if you had that card in like '04. He was drafted out of high school in 02. Okay. So so he was young. He was young. That's why he didn't that's why he didn't come up into the league until he was a little bit older. Yeah. Debuted Jason September Friday. 3rd, end of the season. Late season call-up um, for Minnesota. Yeah. Interesting career. Like what like the, there's so many of these guys that are just like cup of coffee, just so, like very obviously a very good baseball player but just like never could really put it together he was yeah it's like he went back and forth oh my gosh he went back and forth between tampa and minnesota he was drafted by the rays and then selected in the rule five draft by the twins and then returned to the rays for an earlier draft pick Okay. And then the Rays traded him, Brendan Harris, and Delman Young to the Twins for Eddie Morian, Jason Bartlett, and Matt Garza. Funny story. Brendan Harris <laughs> is actually related to my, like, he's related to my, like, close family friends. Like, he's, oh, cool. like, my mom's, like, my, one of my mom's best friends is related to Brendan Harris nice that's um, cool yeah and he brendan harris had like a pretty good like major league career he was like he bounced around a little bit but he was one of those like utility guys that can kind of play anywhere i remember he was like kind of like mm-hmm. limber he was like he you know he was kind of one of those guys who was probably like a little bit speedy um yeah. but like utility infielder um yeah, cool yeah i always respect those kind of guys yeah me too um uh, yeah i mean similarly like one of the guys that i played baseball with growing up his cousin is Jason Kipnis, oh. um, who yeah. had who, who had a very solid major league career. But he I was, was always almost a Met too. I know, and I was always a big Kipnis fan just because of that reason. And he played in Cleveland yeah. too, which was like somewhat nearby, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I remember the Mets almost acquired him for. I want to say it was Paul Sewald, like back in the day, but I don't know if that's if that's true or not. I, I kind of remember Paul that maybe Seawald? being a thing. <laughs> literally one of my favorite clips like i like i get i get i sometimes like i'll just set me and my friend will just send each other like frank the tank like videos like that um and the paul seawald ones are just are just the best <laughs> you're blocked you're blocked forever <laughs> i know it is you fuck you paul seawald <laughs> Oh my uh, god! I don't know anyway. like what the context of that is. So good though. I, who cares? It's just gold. Well, you know, 
back to Jason Pride. Didn't think we'd be talking about him today, but that's just what you can expect when the Mets Legends <laughs> cast happens. Um, you know, we find ourselves, you know, getting into these players that we didn't expect to even talk about. Pride yeah. is not one that we expected to talk about today, but we do have a few things to talk about today that have happened in Mets history this past week. So, um, I don't know. Where do you want to start? There's a few good ones. Um, I, I feel like I feel kind of inclined to talk about Ray Sanchez, maybe. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, go Ray ahead. Sanchez. Sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, Ray Sanchez, uh, pretty good baseball player. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, like very vaguely remember him as a Met. He only played like 50 games for them in 2003, which was also just like a black hole of Mets baseball. <laughs> um, like, I really don't remember like very much about him. You know, like me neither. Um, but he had a good career. He had twenty point six car- uh, career wins above replacement, according to Baseball Reference. He played in the league for fifteen years. Um, but two thousand three, he was on the Mets, and that was the same year that like they had like Grant Roberts and, and Tony Tarasco. I think it was the same year as like when they had like Grant Roberts and Tony Tarasco like smoking weed. <laughs> like before, like in the club, like in the clubhouse, right before the game or something like that. God. That was either O two or that was either O two or O three. But then I think that was also the year that they had like Kareem Garcia and Shane Spencer, like like doing their antics Being and whatnot. Thugs. Yeah, yeah, and like Art Howe was manager. It was just like a bad time. Yikes, um, Kareem Garcia. <laughs> we talked about him. We had that episode about him. Yeah. Um, so Ray Sanchez played 56 games for the Mets in 2003. It was really nothing to write home about. He didn't hit any home runs. He had a 207 batting average, a 240 on base percentage, and a 236 slugging. So he was just like a light hitting middle infielder. But it's Ray a Sanchez, surprising. Is- it's a little bit. I mean, I guess it's it's partially longevity. Like he was in the league for 15 years and racked up 20.6 WAR. But he only hit 15 career home runs. Like that is nuts. He was one of those, like, he was one of those, he was from, like, that era of, of like, middle infielders that were, like, mm-hmm. weak hitting, but I'm assuming he was probably a pretty good pretty fielder. Pretty slick with the glove, yeah. Um, you know, he was actually brought, he was, he was brought in to replace Ray Ordonez, because Ray mm-hmm. Ordonez was traded to the Tampa Bay Devil Rays in 2000, <laughs> in the 2002-2003 offseason. Um, so, Ray Sanchez was brought in to replace Ray Ordonez, and they were kind of similar profile players, like, you know, like, like smaller middle infielders who were good with the glove. But by the time that he was, he was a Met, he was already kind of in the twilight of his career. You know, he only played for uh, two more seasons after he left the Mets and his last season in 2005 with the Yankees, he only played 23 games. So um, his last game was, he was 37 um, in 2005, but Ray Sanchez's claim to fame in Mets lore is when he <laughs> this is like so funny to me. So like <laughs> so like just like the 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 headline. This is a um this is a, a an article from the, the New York Times in 2003, May 7th, 2003. Mm-hmm. Like just the headline or just like the, the like the lead. The messy world of the dysfunctional Mets got stickier yesterday with Ray Sanchez denying that he had plopped down in the clubhouse during a lopsided game last week to get a little off the top and a little off the sides. So it's like he went into the, apparently he went into the clubhouse and got a haircut, but like the fact that like the, the headline, the, the lead is just 
he denied allegations that he got a haircut. It's like, why did you have to d- d- deny that in the first place? Like, <laughs> like in what scenario is this happening? Also, um, like, what's the big deal if he gets a haircut in the, like if he's getting his day off, you know? Well, I feel like maybe he was like playing or something like that. And then mm. like he went in, and Could like be. the game was just like out of reach. Um, Art Howe held a meeting to address the subject minutes later and then told reporters the situation had been handled internally. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't happen, Sanchez said. There's nothing that has to be said to anybody. We're here to win ballgames. We're not here to gossip. And of course, as as we know, the 2003 Mets were a pit of despair. Um, In every sense of of the word. Like, they weren't even really all that likable. No, nothing about them was likable. They were 66 and 95. They finished in fifth place in the NL East. They were managed by Art Howe, who is maybe the worst manager in recent memory, other than mm-hmm. Mickey Calloway, I guess, um, as a person. Yeah. Um, but dude, some of these players like on the on the on the roster, like I mean, you still like like obviously like that was when Jose Reyes came up and like he provided a glimpse of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you had guys like Jorge Valandia. Mike Glavin, Prentice Redmond, Raul Gonzalez. Don't remember him at all. Uh, Jaime Serta. Jason um, Phillips. That dick. <laughs> your least favorite, Matt. <laughs> Graham Lloyd. Remember Graham Lloyd? He was like Australian. Uh, nope. <laughs> he was one of those, like, he was like a, like a longtime reliever. Okay. Um, I, I think he was okay. I, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. He played for... The, like he split the year between the Mets and the Royals, so maybe he got traded like mid year. Mm-hmm. I remember this team from like you know just from playing like All Star Baseball, two thousand three, uh, with Ray Sanchez on the bench. You know, I feel like I've always just played Jose Reyes at shortstop. Yeah, even if he game. was like not, even if he was not rated good, at least it's like you were like yeah. kind of excited, you know? Yeah, and like a guy on that. When, when you look at just like the starters, like Jason Phillips played 119 games. Come on yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Phillips. He actually, he had a decent year. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I feel like he, like, I know you hate him, but I feel like he yeah. was okay. Nah, he wasn't terrible. I just don't like him. Yeah. Um, Fuck Jason Phillips. Yeah. Cliff Floyd though. I love Cliff Floyd. Cliff Floyd had a really good like he the thing with him is like the thing with Cliff Floyd is that he was just injured a lot like yeah like he was but he had a really super good talented year in, though yeah really talented he had I mean, a really good year for the Mets like I want to say 2005 mm-hmm. he was healthy and and he and he and he had a really good year for the Mets um he was really good down the stretch in 2006 too if I remember correctly 06, yeah, he was hurt. That was the only thing. He was he only played 97 games in 06. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he like came back later in the season. But he was also 33 at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but in, I mean 2003 you know, though, uh, this was a really good year for Floyd. He hit he had an OPS plus of 134, uh, hit 290, launched 18 bombs, 25 doubles. Like that's a really solid season for only playing 108 games. And then in 05, he played 150 games and he had like 3.7 wins above replacement, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was like, 
the 03 team was weird because they like obviously you had stuff like that like i was saying like the, the whole like like shane spencer and kareem garcia being goons and everything like that um but that was like you know they like that winter they you know going to the 03 season they had signed tom glavin and they had signed cliff floyd who you know i know i know tom glavin is is remembered pretty much for like imploding in that <laughs> game at the end of the 07 season um yeah but overall, I mean, I think you have to look at those signings, like the like like the Tom the Tom Glavin and the Cliff Floyd signings is like pretty successful ones. I mean, they mm-hmm. they they each like lasted on the Mets for several years. Yeah. Um, Tom Glavin, you know, he won his three hundredth game as a Met. I feel like this was another year where the the starting pitching was like really good. Um, I mean, you had, I guess, they had like a weird like no fifth starter kind of situation though with i mean like aaron heilman started for 13 games that steve year traxel was on that team but steve traxel was good like that's what i'm saying is that like despite being the human rain delay he was he was really good that year jay wong so had a kind of under the radar sneaky good season and yep. then you had tom glavin and al Leiter who were you know Two real like two of the best pitchers from that era, um, on that staff. So it, was, it it was just like a really interesting, weird kind of team. That's like okay, we have a good starting four, and not a whole lot else. <laughs> yeah, their offense was kind of atrocious because you know they also had Mo Vaughn, who we'll get to like in a little while. Mm-hmm. But you had Mo Vaughn, and <laughs> I think was Robbie Alomar on that team, or was he gone by that? He point? was. Did he only he was on that team, right? Yeah, but he only played 73 games. Like, I feel like this was a team that was just constantly cobbling together lineups. Um, yeah. Joe McEwing ended up playing 119 games. Timo Perez played 127. Like, these are these are bench guys that you're playing, like, every day. Uh, could could be called the OG bench mob. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Raul Gonzalez. Sayoshi uh, Shinjo. My favorite, one of my favorites. Jeremy Burnett. You know- Okay, so there are a few things that are likable about this team, I guess. Uh, Burnett's got traded midseason, I think, though. I don't did. think he lasted the whole season on the Mets. No, yeah, you're right about that. Um, I remember when he got traded because he was he was actually pretty good. Like that was like mm-hmm. 02, I think he was pretty solid, and then 03, I, I remember him being pretty was, good too. Like I think they sold high on him. Is is how how I see this going down. <sighs> he he had. He played 65 games. He had 18 home runs, yeah. Mets, and yep. 18 doubles. I mean, he was he was really pretty solid. And I wonder if they got anything back for him. Yeah, let's see. Oh, uh, Jeremy Burnett's, where'd you go? Yeah, I don't, who'd they even trade him to? Uh, hold on one second. Pulling up his page right now. Let's see the transactions. So he was. <laughs> oh, it was a big trade. So this was that. That's a, the Mets got him in a big three-team trade, but he was oh, traded yeah. to LA for Cole yeah. Strayhorn, which I have his rookie card. Uh, Jose Diaz and many, many Victor Diaz. Victor Diaz, yeah. You know what's yeah. funny? It's like there's there's a connection. So Jeremy Burnett's helped the Mets get Victor Diaz. Victor Diaz helped the Mets get Mike Nickius. 
And Mike Nickius was in the trade that got the Mets Noah Syndergaard and Travis Darnell. So there's That's like right. that like tree right there. Yeah. That like that was, butterfly it, effect kind of thing. Yeah. And it's crazy. That was a bit, it's crazy to draw those lines. I love, I love drawing those kind of threads of, uh, you know, relationship because like, what if, what if the Mets held on to Burnett's? Like, yeah. how, how do you make that trade happen without Mike Nickius? Mike Nickius, as we know, is the centerpiece of that deal. So <laughs> it probably alters Mets history forever. I can't All think right, of another Dickie, person. Who cares? Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> John, Cy Young winner. No one cares. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were clearly like, listen, I know we're getting Dickey. I know we're getting Tolly, but really, yeah. unless Mike you put Nickius. Mike Nickius in this deal, we're going to reject it. <laughs> Damn. So crazy. January 21st, 2002, when the Mets got Burnett's originally. They made two big trades that same day. It was they traded Benny Agbayani and Todd Zeal to the Colorado Rockies for Alex Ochoa, Craig House, and Ross Glode. So that trade sucked. But then they yeah. they traded the later and then later they flipped Ochoa along with Glendon Rush and Lenny Harris to the Brewers for Jeremy Burnett, Jeff D'Amico, Lou Collier, and Mark Sweeney. Very 2002-esque that trade. Oh yeah. Um, but Mets yeah, had Mark Sweeney really. I don't know if he. I don't know if he ever played any games for them. I, no, he didn't. But he was traded for, I suppose. How did he end up not playing for them? Maybe they traded him later. Like maybe they traded him in another deal. Was was this the Steve Phillips era? This this was the Steve Phillips era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was released. Yeah, I guess he, <laughs> he was, was just like, released was before dump. spring training. <laughs> it was like a, it was like a, he he got like dumped like yeah, okay. Even Luke Collier, he didn't play any games for the Mets either. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I just feel like Steve Phillips was very trade happy and just he would go crazy with it. Yeah, yeah, he was. You know, and like obviously, you know, he got the Mets Piazza, like he got the Mets like the Piazza like mm-hmm. extension and stuff like that. But yeah. Overall, I don't know. I don't really know how you could chalk up his career like. It's not super good, um, but then you had Jim Duquette as GM for one year, and he like acquires Victor Zambrano for Scott Casimir, and you're just like, "Well, thanks Sick. for ruining the thanks yeah. for ruining the franchise in in, in one year." <laughs> um, yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, we started with Ray Sanchez on this thread, and uh, and here we are talking about Mark Sweeney and Steve Phillips and Jim Duquette. You never know what you're going to talk Whoops. about on the Mets Legends cast. You, know? <laughs> you just never know. Uh, but yeah, back to that. Back to that team, Mo Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Mets signed Mo Vaughn. Uh, what'd you say, December 27th? Of... They traded for him actually. So actually, right. wait. Yes, they did. They traded. It was a trade. They, yeah, you're right. They traded Kevin Apier for him. <laughs> um, and Kevin Apier had a three had three point four F WAR in 2001. Mm-hmm. And and was a really good pitcher for them. He just pitched that one year for them, but he had a really good year. Um, and then they got you know they traded him straight up for Mo Vaughn. He had a really good career with the Royals as well. It looks like which is pretty solid. Um, yep, he did third in the Cy Young voting in '93. Led the league in ERA. I feel like I feel like these numbers would have won the Cy Young. Um, in, in today's day and age, you went 18 and eight, 18 and eight, 
started 34 games, 2.56 ERA, 179 ERA plus, mm. led the league. That's, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty great number. 2.9 FIP, uh, and just didn't give up home runs really at all. Point three home his, runs per nine. That was his year as a Matt. No, no, this was 93. Oh, with the Royals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah. I mean, that team, like, you know, they they really – I mean, Mo Vaughn, I mean, like, there's there's that video that everyone knows of him hitting, like, the the top of the scoreboard at Shea Stadium with that home run. And that's, like, mm-hmm. that was impressive, you know. Um, yeah. The thing with Mo Vaughn is just, like, you know, he was kind of, at, like, at the end of his career. I mean, he was at the end of his career. He didn't play it for another team after the Mets. But, you know, he had – bad knees you know mm-hmm. and like he was a bigger guy you know at that point in his career and it just like wasn't sustainable for him to be the player that he once was when he won an mvp with the red sox which we found out before the podcast you know yeah he wasn't that same even he wasn't even the same guy that he was with the with the with the angels um and i kind of get what the mets were doing like like what they were trying to do in 2002 it's like when they got roberto alomar like, yeah, he was he was a veteran, but it look at like dude, like I didn't realize how good he was even the year before the Mets got him. Yeah, no, he's he I I I'm always blown away by looking up like Roberto Alomar's baseball reference page, like just like 17 years in the league. How many times was he an all-star from for eleven years in a row? He yeah. was an all-star gold glove yep. winner in the MVP voting. Like, he he just had a really, really good career. And I wonder, like, he's not in the Hall of Famer, is he? He is. Yeah, he is. Okay. He um, is. I just think, like, that was a really good move, even though he was 34 years old. I What was – do you even remember the deal that he got? Like the, like the trade? Yeah. But, like, it, well, was, did, they, did he, I, was he under, like, a big – bloated contract or something um i actually don't know i i i'm assuming he was probably making decent money you know um i know that unless like they they like i know they traded alex escobar in that deal i remember that Mm -hmm. um and he was like a pretty but decent prospect Mm -hmm. uh let's see we'll see that full deal was they traded alex escobar jared riggan matt lawton billy traber and earl snyder to the Cleveland Indians for Roberto Alomar, Mike Bassick, and Danny Peoples. Um, I could let's see, uh, let's see. I'll look up his career earnings, which is a, a tool that I, I uh, recently discovered. Yeah. Um, I think I think Spotrack does a, a feature for that, and it's cool. You can see like what guys have like what they earned each year of their career. Oh, interesting, which is really cool. Also, so, later on, when the Mets ended up moving on from Roberto Alomar, they traded him to the White Sox for two guys that I've never really heard of, Andrew Salvo, Edwin Almonte, and then Mets legend Royce Ring. Wait, they, that, they got Royce Ring in a deal for Alomar? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Edwin Almonte, I know he pitched a little while for the Nets, like not like probably not long, but I know that he did at least pitch in the majors. Mm-hmm. 
So Alomar, when the Mets got him, his first year with the Mets, he was making 7.9 million. And his second year, he was making 8 million. So, and that was okay. like the, that was the highest he ever made in his career annually. It was 8 million in so 2003. That's not even, that's not really like an outrageous contract to me. I guess for then, like it was like kind of high, like not, yeah. not like, like, I mean, you still have like guys like A-Rod that were making way more than that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but for, but a hall, dude, for a future hall of famer, yeah, like, to absolutely. be making eight million dollars a year—that—that's a I good know. deal. It is, but and, and also like you think about it this way. So he spent three years with the with with Cleveland, ninety nine, two thousand and two thousand one. Ninety nine, he had seven point three wins above replacement. Two thousand, he had five, and then two thousand one, he had six point six. So they mm-hmm. were getting him off of three incredible years, mm-hmm. and then he came to New York and did like a complete nosedive. <laughs> and I and that's why I understand why people like yeah you know don't like him. But they also got him when he was thirty four, like he was older, you know. Yeah. But that team was really like the second incarnation of like the worst team money could buy. Like you brought back For Roger sure. Cedeno, who was terrible. Yeah. Mo Vaughn, Roberto Alomar. It's like those guys are all just like completely Burnett's was really the only one that they brought back that was that was that was decent again for them. So speaking of you had mentioned we had talked about briefly about Edwin Almonte. Uh he only pitched 12 games in the majors, all for the Mets. And it was in the on that 2003 team that was yep. so bad. <laughs> and yeah, he had they were... an 11.12 ERA. That team was that team was just really dreadful. Like, yeah. and that was like that was like I mean, you and I are the same age. I don't really remember the 2000 World Series all that well. Um, no, me neither. Even 2001. Five. Yeah, we were five. We were young. <laughs> yeah. Um, even 2001. Let's say I don't really I don't really remember like the Mike Piazza home run. Like I don't like mm-hmm. like I don't remember that super well. Like so 0203 is really like when like I are my earliest memories of the Mets for the most part. Um, yeah. And just them being like super bad, like really like terrible. really bad. Yeah. And then in 2004, 2004 is really where like my Mets memories truly begin, where I remember yeah. like specific moments and things. Mm-hmm. Um. Particularly when they signed Kaz Matsui, like yeah, I remember how big of a deal that was. That's memory. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was big. I remember uh, like and the way that he was being portrayed. I mean, you know, it's always so tough with like like players coming over from like like Japan or you know or Korea or whatever. Um, Because you know you have like your Otani's obviously and your Ichiro's Mm -hmm. and stuff, and even Masahiro Tanaka, Hiroki Kuroda, like those guys. Mm-hmm. all have been successful players but then you have a lot of guys that come over that really uh don't pan don't out. make it you know yeah. and kazmat Sui had i mean kazmat Sui made a decent mlb career for himself he, he did he played for the rockies he played for the houston astros um but i think that they were i mean at, he displaced jose reyes like as the shortstop like mm-hmm. the mets moved over jose reyes to second base to accommodate <laughs> kazmat Sui. yeah you know and yeah, Reyes is, ended up getting hurt as a second baseman. He got hurt. Yeah. And it was he wasn't normal. That wasn't like a normal position for him. Yeah, and it was you know, it was interesting. I remember the the memory that sticks out in my mind was I think it was ESPN magazine. He was on the cover when they signed him because um, we had we would get ESPN and Sports Illustrated. So I can't remember which one it was, uh, but I believe it was ESPN magazine. And I just remember like reading that whole article and being so excited to see like what Kazmatsui would do. And of course he hit 
a home run on opening day yeah. each of his three seasons as a Met. Which is which unreal. Is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, this the, is, is this the photo you were thinking of? Uh, yeah, maybe. I thought, I thought it was one of him, like, holding up a Mets uniform, but that could be it. I know that picture you're talking about, though. That's, like, a famous, like, Kazmatsui photo. Mm-hmm. I used to have a, a Kazmats. I probably I probably mentioned this story on the podcast before, but um, I had a Kazmatsui shirt back in the day. I actually own one again. Um, I bought it on eBay recently. Uh, nice. But as a kid, I had an orange Kazmatsui shirt, and I loved it. I used to wear that with a black Mets visor, not even a hat, <laughs> like a, a visor. I, I looked like such an idiot. Uh, <laughs> this is the picture I think you're thinking of too. Yeah, yeah. That's like yeah, with the in you know, the black threads. Um, I remember, but I was at like a family barbecue, or like you know, like a barbecue of like a family friend or whatever. And I was wearing mm-hmm. the Kazmat Sui shirt, and this girl comes up to me and goes, "What's wrong with your shirt?" Like Kazmat Sui is, or, or she didn't say Kazmat. She was like, "What's wrong with your shirt?" Like Matsui is a Yankee, and I was like, <laughs> "Actually, Kazmat Sui is a Met." So I don't multiple hear it. people named Matsui, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> It's very Mets that like they would have the worst Matsui though. You know, it's like like you know, um, yeah. Hideki Matsui. He's another like like Asian transplant. You know, like that that came over and, and ended up being really good. Mm-hmm. And Kaz Matsui did not. So yeah, um, uh, he was he finished sixth in the Rookie of the Year voting as a twenty eight year old. Mm. So they really they really got him when he was like in his prime years. Yeah, yeah, they but definitely just, did. You know, did he did he ever go back to play overseas after like his career he, in the MLB? He may have. Um, I mean, not in the seven years that he was in the states, um, or at least I can't tell from his baseball reference page. Um, he went from the Mets to the Rockies, and then he played another full season for the Astros in two thousand nine. Um, and was like, you know, typical Kazmatsui hit 250, uh, nine home runs, and played second base. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he ended up like, like, he didn't become like a, uh, a stud in the States, but he ended up having a decent, like, MLB career for himself, you know? Yeah. I remember a stretch when he was playing for the Rockies, too, where he was, because that was that uh, 07 Rockies team that went to the World Series. That was like, Super fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Um, like, that was Troy yeah. Tulowitzki, you know, Matt Todd Holiday, Helton. Todd Helton. Yeah. Um, Ubaldo Jimenez. Ubaldo Jimenez, yeah. <laughs> the, the, greatest, uh, yeah. the greatest pitcher at uh, Coors Field ever, Ubaldo Aaron Jimenez. Aaron Cook, was he on that team? Aaron Cook. Mm, let's Remember see. Aaron Cook, the pitcher? Yeah. Troy Tulowitzki? Holy crap. Put up it was 6.8 great. war in 2007. Yeah, that is if nuts. he didn't if he didn't get hurt, man, he would have had a, a he was he was a, he was an awesome player. Yeah, yeah. He just, Jeff he was Francis just hurt. was on that team. I remember having a Jeff oh, I liked him. rookie card, and I was really excited I about that. Yep. yep. Yeah, Aaron Cook was on that team. Mm-hmm. He was a pretty good pitcher. <laughs> Josh Fogg, he was decent as well. Um, Josh Fogg, yep. I met him at a game at Chase Stadium after the Mets played the Rockies one time. Oh, no, after the Mets played the Cardinals one time. He was on the Cardinals after he was a Rocky. <laughs> okay, so this is what set them apart, I guess. The uh, 
the bullpen on this team was really good. They had Jorge Julio, Latroy Hawkins, Jeremy Affelt, and Brian Fuentes. Closing Brian Fuentes, out. he was a he was a good closer. Yeah, yeah. I think but, he. I, I could be wrong. I think Brian Fuentes might have spent some time in the Mets minor league system. Could be wrong. Could be confusing him with someone else. I think I think a few of these guys have. Taylor Buckholtz didn't he spend some time in the Mets farm he, system? No, uh, he was on the Mets. He was. Uh, yeah. He was. Um, we talked about. He was Taylor on like Buckholtz. the two thousand. Yeah, he was he was on like the 2010 or the 2011 Mets. Uh and then Elmer Dessens as well. He he was a Met too, yeah. Um I think that might be it. Oh, I guess also Latroy Hawkins. Elmer Dessens is an underrated Mets legend because he's very Mets legendy. Oh yeah, yeah, he is. He's God. he's that, prototypical Mets legend. That 09 team was so bad. <laughs> You had like Andy Green playing second base every day. Uh, I I did not expect to hear the name Andy Green today, but hey, <laughs> there you go. We're playing. You know, we're we're the Mets legends. That's what we do. So, do uh, you want to conclude the episode talking about Rick Porcello? Of course, nothing would make me happier. Nothing would make you happier. I'm sure. You know, and here's the thing. <laughs> I think people like like I know that like. I talk about Rick Porcello a lot. I actually like Rick Porcello. Like I yeah. do. Like I like. I don't hate Rick Porcello. Like I feel like a large pocket of the Mets fan base does. Um, which is like, I mean, like, and I get it because it's like it's like Rick Porcello, and it's not his fault. It was just a for, it was just a frustration with, I think, like, end of the Wilpon era, like yeah. the two big signings that offseason were Rick Porcello and Michael Waka, and they both didn't exactly pan out and Dellen Batances <laughs> and Dellen Batances. Yeah. So like when those are your three big signings, it's like, okay, yeah, those are names that people know, but like they all had very serious question marks at that point in their career. And I think to be like, yeah, this was a great off season. What a successful off season with those three as your like main guys. <sighs> it's like, come on. Like, what are we doing? The thing about it is that, like, Rick Porcello, and it, like I said, it's not his fault. It's like he was just like a symptom of like mm-hmm. the Will Pond, like, like you said, like he was, he was a symptom of like the Will Pond's dysfunction, right? Where it's like the Mets did not pursue Zach Wheeler as a free agent because they, they, you know, they're trying to sell it. They were trying to sell it to us like he is not worth it. You know, he, yeah. he parlayed two half good seasons into a fight. And, you know, now look at Zach Wheeler. It's like, he's a perennial Cy Young yeah. candidate for the Phillies in division. I think and he should have, like, uh, did he win the Cy Young this year? I can't no, remember. No, Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns did. That's right. Zach Wheeler should have won. I think he should have won. Yeah. yeah. He, he pitched more innings than Corbin Burns did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Zach, but then, so then you have, like if the Mets had retained Zach Wheeler and then brought Rick Porcello in to like round out that rotation, it's like a whole Fine. different story, Fine. you know? Yeah. yeah. But they, and, and it's stupid to me because it's like they signed Michael Waka and his, I know his deal was like incentive laden and he probably didn't hit all his incentives because he was hot garbage. Um, but they gave Porcello like 10 or $11 million. And then mm-hmm. they like, Michael Walker's deal could have maxed out at like 10 million. So it's like, you're talking about $20 million right now that you're accounting yeah. for. Meanwhile, you didn't want to give that money to Zach Wheeler. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, 
you know, and, and that math adds up to what he's making right now. Like he exactly his That's salary in, in 2020 for Philly was 21.5 million. And then yeah. this year he made 22.5 million. And it's like, I would much rather have Zach Wheeler by himself. Even if they just re-signed Zach Wheeler and then yeah. didn't sign Waka or Porcello. Like that's what you're paying those two guys. Yeah. And that's he's worth saying. both like, of them combined. And that that's how, that's like what the Wilpon logic was all the time, right? It was yeah. like, well, you know, why could why pay one guy this much money when we could pay two guys that, that same much amount money, of money and, and they both suck. <laughs> and they and they always, it always ended up biting them in the ass. Like it always yeah. ended up sucking. Yeah. Um, but that's not to take anything away from Rick Porcello. No, it's not. Exactly. We've, we've and like I said, it's not his fault. Yeah. Um and and it's sad because it's like 2020 was such like a weird season like you know, 60 game, like, like sprint to the end. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and Porcello grew up a Mets fan. Like he's from Jersey. He grew up a Mets fan. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he just didn't play again. Like no one signed him, um, in 2021. And like, which was surprising. We were talking about this before the pod. Like how, how did no one sign a guy like Rick Porcello who has a Cy Young in the bag and, you know he's gone through stretches where like yeah he's been bad one year but then great the next um he kind of followed a pattern with both detroit and boston that was kind of like that he would go through just like these stretches where he was unhittable and who wouldn't have wanted that in 2021 where so many guys got hurt like every team was just like searching for starting pitching um you know you you had mentioned it and i i couldn't agree more i would have much rather had rick porcello on the hill at times during 2021 then goddamn jared eikoff like yeah. how how can you say that jared eikoff is a better option in any way than rick Porcello yeah. in 2021 he's especially, like 33 yeah especially when the logic with jared eikoff sometimes was like well we don't have anybody else. We're going to lose our, this game today. <laughs> our bullpen is depleted. So, Jared, you're going to go out there and you're going to just wear it on the hill. You know, yeah. like, yeah. And yeah, it got bleak sometimes, man. It's like, you know, you had, you know, I mean, we love Anthony Banda, but like, was he really good? Like, no. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you had Robert Stock pitching some games, you know, like, and obviously and it's he like, got hurt. and then he got hurt. He got, he pitched like one game for the match or two games for them. And then he got hurt. He was out for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously, like they kind of righted the ship a little bit when they when they acquired Rich Hill and Trevor Williams to eat innings, but like by then it was too late already. Like, yeah, when they acquired yeah. Rich Hill, like they were already kind of like trending downward, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I would have much rather have Porcello out there. I, I just wonder with him. It's like, did no one come calling, or was he was hurt? he asking too much? Was he hurt? Yeah. Was he hurt? Like, did, did he, like, did teams, like, maybe feel like he had too much mileage on his arm? I don't really know. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's like he, he honestly, like, and he didn't have a bad 2020. Like, he, he didn't, you know, like, he I had, mean, like, I'm going to look it up, but I think he had, like, 1.7 wins above replacement or something like that. The numbers are not flattering. Um, I'll say that, or at least like the, at least the, yeah, st- right? the standard numbers aren't flattering. I haven't really looked into like the the advanced stats on it on that season for him. Like, was he unlucky? It's it's kind of hard to tell. He had a point two WAR. Um, 
Yeah, B- Fangraphs was a little bit kinder to him though. Fangraphs has him okay. as a, at one point six WAR. Okay, so yeah, it's like yeah. A, I'm looking at Baseball Reference. So, so his ERA was five point six four. Obviously, not good, but yeah, his FIP his FIP though was three point three three, which is almost mm. two runs lower. And then his ex FIP was four point three eight, which like um, I I actually think shit, dude. I think if Rick Porcello was pitching on that 2021 team, he would have had a really good season because he, he pitches well, yeah, to contact. Like he's not, yeah. he's not a big strikeout guy. And like the Mets defense in 2020 was historically Terrible. bad. Yeah. And then in 2021, they were really good. Yeah. He Shit, probably would have been better. He probably would have been better for them in 2021. Yeah. Also, dude, it's kind of hard to draw any conclusions because it's like he played, he pitched 59 innings. True. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, you know, the guy had, he pitched, he had 12 starts yeah and it's like know? what do you what do you do then go back to 2019 like that's yeah. too long ago you know yeah. i don't know and, i don't know like i would have like i mean at the very least like, i would have rather had him eating eating innings than robert stock or uh jared i i mean jared eikoff was just like that was just a, a joke you know yeah. it's I mean, a joke <laughs> <laughs> it's a you joke you ever see that video you ever yeah. see that video yeah the hockey do, coach. do you watch do you watch bar down are you uh, yeah dude i love bar oh down. dude i love bar down it's so good <laughs> yeah. That's Lindy Jesse, Ruff. Jesse Pollock doing a terrible imitation. It's a joke. It's a joke, and they're like Jesse's like they're like he doesn't sound like that. Yeah. <laughs> me and me and Jesse actually follow each other on Twitter. So shout out to Jesse. Hey Jesse Pollock. He's Tune he's. In, I dude. would love to hang out with him. Yeah. He, I'd love he's to hilarious. Yeah. He's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> or was that um? I, I'm trying to think if that was uh. Yeah, that was actually current Devils coach Lindy Ruff. That's right. Like back yes, in like Lindy the nineties. I was trying to think of the name. Yeah. Yeah. Back yeah, in the nineties. Right. It's a joke. <laughs> Love those guys. Shout out yeah. to Bar Down. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, but yeah, man, Rick Porcello. If you're Come listening, back. with welcome on. Miss you. You know what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> so me and Rick Porcello, we our initials are both RP, right? Mm-hmm. So I was buying Rick Porcello. Like whenever the Mets get like a new player, I like to like buy their baseball cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought some Rick Porcello cards and I was like, this motherfucker has the same signature as me. <laughs> <laughs> like we both, we both do our like, like our signatures are so similar. It's, it's great. And like, cause That's his name hilarious. is Porcello and my last name is Pearsall. So we both mm-hmm. have the double L at the end of our name. Yeah. So we write our names super similar. It's pretty funny. That's your guy. You were talking about him all season. Yeah, it's like I would randomly drop like the Mets <laughs> welcome Rick Porcello <laughs> thing. People were falling for it too. It was great. People were like, stop. And I was like, I will not stop. <laughs> or, uh, no, I would say though the first couple times you did it, there were a couple people who fell for it. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like, like I said, like, I really do like Rick Porcello and like, yeah. um, it was just like, he's just like, and it's not his fault. Like we say he's just a symptom of like Will Pond era bullshit. Yeah. <sighs> that was a, well, should we wrap a hat? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've been just digressing <laughs> we went on a tangent for, for yeah. like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fun episode though. I had a good time talking about this stuff. Yeah. Same. Um, um, do you want to remember some dudes? Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jinx. <laughs> Oh, let's see. We already remembered some good some good dudes. I know. I think I'm just gonna stick with Jason Brighty. 
Um, sure. Doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, he's getting the thumbnail today for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, the first guy that came to mind, Mets former Mets relief pitcher Rigo Beltran. Sure thing, you got it, man. <laughs> Rigo Bel Rigo Beltran is is my my dude of the day. All right. Pretty sure he was a '90s reliever for them. Yeah, I mean, the best Beltran like, in Mets history. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say, it sounds like exactly the kind of guy the Mets would sign after having Carlos Beltran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we brought back Beltran, Rigo Beltran. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the, that's like the, the Washington Nationals have a guy on their team named uh, I think his name is Ryan Harper. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know. But yeah. it's like he's been he's been on the Nationals after the fact that they uh, that they had uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like also, uh, Jimmer- who's the who's the pitcher? Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah, Jordan Wasn't, Zimmerman. I mean, I guess Ryan Zimmerman is still there, but he's not the same yeah. player. Jordan Zimmerman and Ryan Zimmerman played on the same team. I, th- I think they were both on the Nationals at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember? So I remember, like, it was after it was probably 2017, and this and we'll wrap it up here. But uh, uh, the the Mets traded Neil Walker to the uh, to the Brewers, and like I remember, like three weeks later, the Mets signed a minor league pitcher named Neil Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, I had to write the article about it for when I was I was at Mets at the time, and I was like, I kept writing Neil Walker. This is so close, and I was like, the Mets really dead ass signed a guy named Neil Wagner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That kind of stuff right. cracks me up though. Yeah, dude. It's like so silly. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in as always. A meandering episode, but it was super yes. fun. And we'll catch you guys. We'll be we'll be back uh Tuesday or Wednesday. Shout Probably. out Jason Friday. Shout out Jason Friday and Rigo Beltron. <laughs> and Rigo Beltron. <laughs>